We've got some more Trey Lance rumors. We break that down. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Sorry for no show yesterday, uh, dealing with uh, being a little bit under the weather after not really taking care of myself. Went to a concert, didn't really plan accordingly, didn't hydrate properly, uh, and I, uh, I suffered the consequences of it the next day. So apologies for that, but we have turned the corner. We are officially... One week away from the NFL Draft, Uh, an exciting thing to say out loud that seven days from today, we will be talking about the picks that are made for the 2023 NFL Draft. And so looking forward to it, Um, very excited for the content that's going to come next week here, uh, not only on this show, um, TDN Daily, but prospects and props, uh, some of the coverage that we're going to have for you for the draft. So looking forward to it Uh, should be should be a lot of fun, but but we're not there yet which means we, we have other things to take care of. And, and, and Sam Teets in the YouTube comments, shout out to everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, he sums it up, I think, very appropriately of how everybody feels, or at least how I feel, seven days away from the NFL draft. There's so much to do in so little time. And that is just, um, that is just inside the, you know, the idea of the NFL draft. But there are rumors outside the NFL draft uh, that could potentially impact the NFL draft, and that is the focus of today's show because we are going to talk about the latest rumors that have been circling around uh, when it comes to uh, Trey Lance, the San Francisco 49ers, and the future for them at the quarterback position. And so we're going to co- we're going to pair two pieces of information together, discuss those two pieces of information, uh, and then maybe get into the weeds a little bit on this story. So this all kind of started uh, yesterday morning with Ian Rappaport saying that the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for former number three pick uh, Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. So I think there's we're going to stop here with this piece of information and talk about what is the key distinction that Ian Rappaport is going to make and why I think it's important that he's doing so. So he's making it clear in this story or in this report that the 49ers are not actively calling other teams to uh, shop Trey Lance, but when teams are calling to inquire about Trey Lance, those conversations are taking place. Now, again, it's all about the context here. He's saying that they have received inquiries about it, and the conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, uh, not making them. So this could be as simple as teams calling up the phone, seeing what the availability of Trey Lance is, and maybe potentially San Francisco saying not interested or San Francisco naming a price that those teams aren't interested um, in in offering. Right. So it could be as simple as are there uh, substantial conversations happening between two teams um, or multiple teams about Trey Lance? We don't know the specifics of those conversations because it is the teams that are calling calling to inquire. And when you make an inquiry, it could be a very quick five minute conversation where the team tells you, yes, he's interested. And then that's the end of the conversation. Because you go back and you work with your team, you work with your front office to see, one, is this something that we want to pursue further now that we know he's available? Two, what are we willing to give up? And then three, calling back and then having those conversations. So again, there's a lot of steps here before we get to a point where this is an actual deal uh, that gets done and, and Trey Lance is playing someplace else. 
next season. Heldy says trading Trey Lance is going to be fun when uh, Brock Purdy ends up not being very good and they'll be out three first and having zero quarterbacks to show for. Well, Heldy, let's not put the cart in front of the horse yet. They would have to, one, trade Trey Lance, and two, Brock Purdy would have to regress a little bit. So that's part one to this story that I want to talk about, right? Ian Rappaport um, saying that they've received inquiries. Now, Jordan Schultz kind of added to that report later on in the day, like later on in the day, and said that he spoke with a GM today who's not in the market for a quarterback. I'm reading from his tweet about the 49ers quarterback, Trey Lance. Quote, John, speaking about Lynch, John taking calls on him was probably the worst kept secret since Indy. So dating back to the combine there. I know they've listened. Lance is still young and on a rookie deal. He's pretty talented. Darnold has a ton of incentives in his deal. And Purdy has the elbow problem, dot, dot, dot. I think it would take a pretty strong offer to get Lance, end quote. So you have Ian Rappaport saying, yes, teams have inquired. San Francisco's not the one making the calls. They're the one receiving the calls. But those conversations have occurred. Then you have Jordan Saltz, not necessarily, I think, throwing cold water on this, but adding what is very, very important context here. That, yeah, they've taken calls. Yes, they've been listening. Yes, that probably dates back since Indy. But Trey Lance is still on a rookie contract. Sam Darnold's contract's got a lot of incentives in it because they need he needs to perform. Brock Purdy's got the elbow issue. It's going to take a lot to, to get Trey Lance, meaning that the feeling in that building might still be that Trey Lance is the best option moving forward. And that, yes, we'll listen, because if we can get back even some of what we invested into Trey Lance, which was three first-round picks, then maybe we feel good rolling with Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. And then if we were, can recoup some of those assets, if we need to pivot and make a quarterback, in the case of what Heldy was talking about, it maybe Purdy not being very good. If we can get some of those assets back, we can reinvest in another quarterback. But the San Francisco 49ers, it appears, don't feel a sense of urgency to necessarily move on from Trey Lance or to move him in a trade. They want to get what they feel is fair value. And again, the quarterback situation after Trey Lance isn't a completely 100% confident situation right now. Brock Purdy does have an elbow injury. Brock Purdy needs to recover from that injury, and and they don't know when he's going to be available. That's step one. Then step two is, can Brock Purdy repeat the success that he had last year? I mean, does that... Is that possible? Does Brock Purdy play the same way that he played last year, where he did not lose a regular season game for this team? Or is there a bit of a regression, and San Francisco's kind of betting on that? You know, that's that's interesting. Um, we, we've got some things in the chat. Jamie says, more likely to be traded offer sheeted during the offseason, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I mean, it does kind of feel like those are the three big names that we're talking about at the position right now um, for wildly different reasons, right? Um, we'll see. I don't know which one of those guys moves first. I think it's going to be Rodgers, but we'll we'll have to wait and, and find out. Uh, Brayton says, do you buy the report that San Francisco Shanahan just views quarterback position differently, um, if that makes sense? Um, I mean, Brayden, what, what do you mean by that, right? Because they tr- they traded up, they traded three first-round picks to move up to get a quarterback, right? So they took three first-round picks. No and Jamie, Jamie's in the chat, so he'll he'll talk about this a lot. Whether you thought they were trading up because they wanted to take Mac Jones, or they traded up because it was Trey Lance all along, right? Whatever you think personally that they were intending to do by moving up to number three, they were moving up to get a franchise quarterback. They were moving up to do what other teams do in that position, where they they move up to get a quarterback. And so Braden is adding the context of saying, like how San Francisco can just stick anyone in and rely on the supporting cast, complimentary football and defense. Well, those things are true, 
They have a great supporting cast. They play good complementary football. Their defense is very good. And it does feel that they can stick anyone in there and rely on the supporting cast. But they traded three first-round picks to move up. They moved up to take a quarterback. Do you do that if you truly believe in the idea that you can stick anybody in there? Wouldn't you then take those picks and invest those in the supporting cast, in the defense, in the complementary football, if you truly believed? I mean, you can sign a guy like Sam Darnold each and every offseason. You can find Brock Purdy's each and every offseason. Every draft, you can find a Brock Purdy that you can bring into your building. If you believe in that theory, and I'm not, I'm not saying, Braden, that you do. You're presenting a very interesting conversation that is a branch of this Trey Lance conversation. But if San Francisco truly believes that, why'd they move up in the first place? Why'd they give up that much draft capital to do so? If you believe in the vision, if you believe in that being your mentality, then use those picks elsewhere. Use those picks to, to build out the rest of your roster so you can play complimentary football forever your quarterback is. Because, again, you can find guys like Sam Darnold every offseason to plug in there because you believe so much in your system. You believe in so much. We can get more out of, out of quarterbacks than anybody else. We don't need to invest high draft capital. Then why did you take one of the biggest swings we've seen a team make at the quarterback position and trade, do a pick swap and trade two additional first-round picks? You know, it's interesting. Um, RC says, uh, sunk cost with Trey at this point. Uh, they went into the playoffs with Trent Williams, Debo Kittle, and CMC healthy. Good luck having that again. Yeah, they finally got the injury luck to go their way after the injury luck didn't go um, their way um, a couple years ago. I disagree with the sunk cost with Trey at this point. Th- that would That is the true definition of the sunk, co- sunk cost fallacy. If you believe Brock Purdy can be your starter, and you believe Sam Darnold's a capable backup, and you have an offer that's competitive and you feel comfortable with it, you can move on from Trey Lance. Recoup some of those picks back. Don't just fully commit to the bit just because, well, we, we took up number three overall. We have to at this point. If you get a deal that you feel you cannot refuse and you feel puts your team in the best situation long term, then you do it. And that's exactly what you do. You don't sit around and say, oh, well, we, we took up number three overall. We really got to see this out. No, you don't have to see anything out, um, especially with, with Brock Purdy emerging the way that he did. And they still have Sam Darnold in the building who they went out and signed a free agency. They... They made it very, very clear what they think of that quarterback. When we talked about this on the show, when they signed Sam Darnold, or not when they signed him, when those comments came out, I think they were at the owners' meetings where Shanahan talked about the quarterback situation, and I kind of threw cold water on the way everybody was interpreting it. It's like, guys, like Trey Lance was the starter of this team. Like I still think they believe in Trey Lance, but this was a team that has gone through so much quarterback turmoil the last couple of seasons. They need everybody up to speed. They need every single player on this roster at that position to be able to step in because they don't want a repeat of the Brock Purdy situation. So yes, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold are going to split first-team reps here in the offseason because whoever's going to be the backup or who's ever going to be QB3 needs to be ready to go with the way things have gone the last couple of seasons. Uh, Tuttle says Trey is still an unknown. He's he's played so little football. That's the that's the issue here. And that that statement right there could allow you to Go both ways with this, right? You could take that as he's still an unknown, so we need to see this through. We need to see what he has and not want to trade him, want to give him every opportunity to be the starter. You'll listen to phone calls, but it will take a very strong offer to move him. Or you could take that as Trey, you know, Trey is still an unknown, and that's scary because we're entering what year three, year four of this, and he's still an unknown. We want nothing to do with him. Let's move on. And Jamie brings out a very important point. And this, Jamie, I know you're asking the question out loud to clarify, but this is 100% accurate. Tom Brady threw more passes last year than Lance has had in his college and pro career combined. Tom Brady 
last year, in the last season of Tom Brady's career, threw more passes in that single 17-game season than Trey Lance has thrown in his collegiate and NFL career combined. That's how, in, that's how inexperienced, and I don't mean that in a bad way, that's just how inexperienced Trey Lance is. That's just how behind he is, whether it was the pandemic shortening the season for him and not allowing those reps, whether it's the, the injuries that has shortened two seasons off of his San Francisco career. I mean, these are the things that has allowed him to be so behind the eight ball when it comes to development that I can understand why they would take those phone calls and at least pick up the phone and say, yes, he's, yes, he's available. What, do you, what, what can you offer? Drafting an inexperienced quarterback then getting upset that he's inexperienced is malpractice by San Francisco. I disagree with this, RC, because they drafted an inexperienced quarterback and fully anticipated handing him the reins to gain experience on the job, and he's gotten hurt multiple times. That has forced him to not be able to gain that experience. When the San Francisco 49ers made the pick at number three, of, three overall, they didn't expect Trey Lance to get as hurt as much as he did and miss the time and have to go to Brock Purdy to lead them down the stretch in the second half of 2022 to make the playoffs. If you want to say drafting an inexperienced quarterback and trading that level of draft capital to move up to number three is malpractice, I don't think I would necessarily disagree with you. But I think everything after he got drafted, I wouldn't describe as malpractice. I wouldn't. They kicked Jimmy G to the curb to give Trey Lance the team and then brought Jimmy G back when they weren't able to work out a trade partner because of his contract. Well, they didn't, RC. They sat him on the bench. They brought Jimmy G back and made him the backup. The only reason why Jimmy came in was because Trey got hurt. Trey was the starter going into last season. Braden says Roethlisberger probably threw more than in one season than Lance's pro college and high school career combined. I mean, yeah, those some of those Roethlisberger years are, are, are pretty crazy. Again, that's, this is not me coming to the defense of San Francisco. There, there's a big, you know, deep dive that needs to be done on the decision that they made to move up to number three to take Matt, to take um, to Trey Lance, right? We would have had the same deep dive if they did if they did that to move up the trade uh, and select Mac Jones. Um, but everything that has happened after cannot entirely be put on the, the front office and coaching staff of San Francisco. There have been injuries that have gotten in the way, and I want to I want to actually pull up. We're gonna do our do the bit here on the show where we're gonna you know pull some pull up some numbers here cuz i want to just see how many um snaps Trey's taken actually at the at the um the professional level over the course of of his career um you know 2021 it was 71 attempts um and then last year it was just the 31 attempts so 102 attempts over the course of of his of his two year career um actually playing right um was drafted in the 2021 NFL draft that year um played in six games was started for two of them um, and then the two starts in 2022. But you, you look at it, they, they set it up for his second season, his sophomore year, to be the year where they gave him the team, and he got hurt. That's San Francisco can't can't figure that out, right? They can't they can't bet on those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has not had a, a, a ton of reps, and that's going to be obviously the big thing here um, with this with this trade. Um, inquiries that are being made and I and I guess the question that I would ask of you guys is what teams might be interested right what teams immediately jump off the page as they could be a likely landing spot I know everyone's going to point out Houston because of the D'Amico Ryan's connection and the idea that he was there he saw how Trey worked so if he liked Trey he will he will move on he will you know you know tell his front office yeah that would be a guy that I'd like in my building Sam says the Jets to troll me I mean, we'll see. 
I don't know what they're going to have to turn over every other potential rock after if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there. Jamie says, Chris, question, and then is I, I'm assuming typing out the question because he hasn't submitted it yet. So hopefully, hopefully it's a good question, and hopefully it doesn't completely derail the show. Um, you know, maybe Tampa Bay. Braden says the Titans potentially. Um, okay, Jamie actually a- asks a good question that we're going to have a conversation with. Would you rather spend a late first on Hennon Hooker or trade a day two pick for Trey Lance? Now I will tell you, I'm going to pull it up in my phone. I, I I will trade it up. I will put it, pull it up in my phone. So my friend, I have a friend um, that I went to high school with, and, he, and the bit that that he has is he will he just randomly just will text me and be like, "Shub's got a question for you." And it'll be a random sports question. Here's the one that he, that he gave to me the other day that's similar to the one that Jamie's asking. And the reason why I asked this is because I had a very specific answer uh, to the way that he asked this. He says, you're an NFL GM, and you've been told you've got to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback. The 49ers call and say you can either draft someone or trade the pick to them for Trey Lance. What do you do? And I responded with, I will not be trading for Trey Lance. And he said, so if you're the Raiders Colts, you're taking the flyer on Levis Richardson. I said, yes, I would. So in the idea of, I need to trade a first for Trey Lance, no thank you. In the context of Jamie's question, spend a late uh, one on Hannon Hooker or, tr- or trade a day two pick for Trey Lance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay relatively consistent. I would rather spend a late first on Hannon Hooker. I'd get that fifth year of control, and a late first means I'm either trading back into the first round with one of my twos and a, and a couple of... Uh, a couple of other assets. I get that fifth year of eligibility um, or of you know of control um, on the contract. G- give me Hendon Hooker with a late first rather than trading a day two pick for Trey Lance. Um, I think it's close, um, but I think I would take a chance with all of the quarterbacks in this class before I would take a chance on Trey Lance. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't teams there and there aren't scenarios where I think it would make sense. Right, Houston, if they pass on a quarterback with two. And then, I, again, I think they would pass on a quarterback at 12 if they pass on one at two. Um, if they, if, and then if Hendon Hooker goes earlier than they would like to uh, in the first round and they don't trade back in, I think they're a team that could make a phone call. Um, you certainly think Tennessee can make a phone call. Tampa could make a phone call. Um, but that's really it, though. What other teams could potentially make a phone call that would put Trey Lance in a position to kind of start? Right, Houston would because they, they would have a job. Tampa would because they have a quarterback competition that would be relatively open. Uh, Tennessee, if they truly move on from Tannehill, you want somebody to compete with Malik Willis, okay? Like, what other teams really jump off the page to everybody of a team that has a potential opening that hasn't already filled it that would potentially want to make that move? Like, the Raiders have Jimmy G um, for at least the next two seasons, and they could be squarely in the mix of the quarterback conversation. Braden says, Minnesota, if they didn't get a rookie, you're going to trade. So, but here's the problem with that, Braden. You, you're the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, right? You trade for Trey Lance. You are bringing in, to use RC's point, an inexperienced quarterback in the hopes of taking over for, for Kirk Cousins. Don't you kind of have to know what you have? Don't you have to have, don't you need to let the guy play? And you're going to let Kirk play this year out, right? So unless you're moving on from Kirk to give Trey the opportunity, you're going to enter 2024. You're going to enter year four of Trey Lance's pro career with no idea what Trey Lance is. And you're trading for him. You're going to have to decide on the fifth-year option. And so don't you, aren't you going to have to pick that up to give yourself a two-year runway? And then you find yourself kind of in the Carolina Panthers-Sam Darnold situation. That doesn't feel very uh, great, where you trade for a guy, you pick up the option, and you probably really shouldn't pick up the option, and then you put yourself in this really weird spot. 
So I don't know if the Vikings make a ton of sense because are they really, truly going to be able to get answers about Trey Lance? And Tuttle says the Raiders or Vikings should be a team that isn't bottoming out. Um, Yeah, I think if you are trading for Trey, it needs to be a team that is going to give him an opportunity to, to play. It would feel great for a hashtag our Lions, though. It's a great counterpoint to everything I just said. I used reason, logic, and talked about where the Vikings are, and then you hit me with hashtag our Lions, and I'm kind of back on my heels. I don't know what to do when you when you use that. Hashtag our Lions. I mean, there's there's really no counter uh, to that being the case. Um, yeah, I just think that I think the market is really really thin at that point. Um, no, 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 roar the Lions. We're not putting we're not putting Trey Lance. We're not putting Trey Lance on. The Lions. We're saying if the Vikings traded for Trey Lance and put themselves in the position that I just talked about, it would be great for hashtag our Lions because the Lions on the ascent, the Vikings don't know what they're doing. That's not my name, Jamie. Please spell it correctly if you're going to ask me a question. Um, that's um, you know that that that's that's what we're looking for. You know, yeah. Don't worry. We're not. We're, listen, this is a this is a pro Lions show. This is a pro line pro hashtag our Lions. Okay. Now, I will tell you, Roar the Lions, I want to make it very clear, we go through cycles. You have about a three-year, four-year window, at most, where you are the team. And then we move on to somebody else. Uh, question, would you rather pay Lamar Jackson for a contract close to what he wants or trade up for Anthony Richardson? I would rather pay the known commodity and former MVP of the league, uh, Lamar Jackson, than trade up for Anthony Richardson. And immediately, as I say that, somebody in the chat said, without hesitation, Anthony Richardson. So that I love when immediately people are on two opposite ends uh, of a talking point. But I would have zero qualms about paying Lamar Jackson the contract close to what he wants, uh, knowing where the quarterback market is already at and where it will be very, very soon. Um, and give me a former league MVP who has played the, played the position at an elite level um, and is a known commodity rather than Anthony Richardson. I, I, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. You see all those traits, but give me the guy that I know what what he is. And I know uh, Lamar is an MVP, uh, former MVP and an MVP candidate every year he steps out on the field. So um, that would be the direction that I would go. Uh, to close out this Trey Lance conversation, and then we can continue uh, in the post show with some of these, these draft talks. Uh, I don't think ultimately at the end of the day, Trey Lance gets traded between now and the draft. Um, I don't think... Um, we will see any type of move in that regard. I expect Trey Lance to be on the 49ers. And again, my prediction, the prediction meter's kind of been off for me the last um, you know, couple weeks or so. Um, but I, I truly believe that Trey Lance will be on the team um, in 2023 because I don't think they can afford to roll into with Brock Purdy with the elbow, with Sam Darnold. Um, I, I think they want to give Trey the opportunity. So that's what I think happens. But it's interesting to see that we're getting some reporting that they are listening. But again, it's coming from the side of teams calling, not necessarily the 49ers shopping. Uh, that's going to do it for the podcast version of the show. Appreciate everybody being here. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. we got a fun week plus ahead here. The next week in terms of the lead-up to the draft is great. And then post-draft, we are going to break down all of these draft classes here on the show. So I'm looking forward to all of the content. Uh, come, on, come over and hang out with us on the YouTube channel, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day, Monday through Friday, we hang out. And then the post show, we get into some other shenanigans uh, as well. So appreciate everybody making this show a part of your day. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Thursday. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.